This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. But I just want to go ahead and dive into this topic today as it's been heavy on my heart. And and I want to ask that you help me pray that it come out in a clear, precise way that everybody would understand It's a very important message to me, and it's called spiritual reset. Because I believe there's times in our life where we need a spiritual reset. Where things happen, situations occur, uh, roadblocks in in our path that might um, detour us away from our relationship with Christ. And sometimes we get complacent, sometimes we... We um, don't do exactly what we should do, and, and in times like that, we need a spiritual reset. So I want to talk about that for just a couple moments today. I want to ask that you help me pray that this word be exactly what it needs to be. God, I thank you for this word. Let it go forth and be clear on every ear, and that it would teach, and it would encourage, and it would lift us up so that we can carry the gospel and share it with as many people as possible. Amen. Have you ever just wanted to reset something? Like, you know, when the computer doesn't work right or something's messed up and you can't figure it out and you, you, you know kind of an idea of what you're supposed to do or how to do something, but sometimes the best thing to do is to just unplug it from the wall and restart the whole thing, right? Restart it, take a break, and then come back to it. Sometimes a reset. Is needed. And I was thinking the other day, this COVID-19 stuff really reminds me of a reset. Kind of like if you look back in the Old Testament, what happened with Noah. You know, God made everything and in his eyes was perfect. But then the human element messed things up and the world became something that was not pleasing to God. So what happened? That we had this flood, a reset occurred. And, and this COVID-19 right now, the way that I see it is it's made churches reset their mindset as it relates to ministry. And churches in this building, even though we know it will come back at some point, might not ever be the same as it was before. There's new guidelines that have to be put in place so that we're all safe. A new normal is coming. And, and just so you know, that I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. And I'm excited for a new normal but in, but in, in reality, what this COVID-19 has made me do, even in my life, is to reset my mindset on what ministry looks like. And it caused me to really reflect on what really matters, not just the what sounds good, not just what looks good, the, the things that we add to, to just bring the atmosphere that much greater, but the things that maybe don't have a purpose behind it, to kind of cut those out, a reset. And really focus and own in on the things that really matter to God. Because remember, even in a season like this, God still speaks. He still speaks to us. So the problem has never been, does God speak? The problem is, are we listening to what the Spirit is saying through this? See, I always believe that, that, that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us through every situation. We just have to have ears to hear what He's trying to say. So we need his guidance. We need him to speak to us, to order our steps, to to show us the path that we're supposed to walk. So that's why we need sometimes a spiritual reset. And I'll say by far, hands down, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the most commonly asked question that I get sometimes is, is, is just like this. What do you think God wants me to do? 
What do you think God wants me to do? What is God's will for my life? What do you think God wants for me? And I want to own in on that, on, on the what and the do. And I want you to remember those words, the what and the do. What do you think God wants me to do? The what and the do. And, and we'll come back to this in, in a moment here, but I want you to, to think about this question. What do you think God wants for me? Okay, so a key thought for this message is the decisions that we make today determine the stories that we tell tomorrow. It's so important that we understand that concept, that our decisions matter so much. In fact, who are you today? Do you know who you are? Do you know whose you are? You see, you are a result of the decisions that you made in the past. Who you will become and what you will be able to accomplish tomorrow is dependent on the choices that you make today. Which is why it's so important that we listen to the voice of God speaking to us and sometimes get into that place where we need a spiritual reset. Now, I want you to be honest today, and I'm going to be honest with, with, with you. So many, so many of us make unwise choices from time to time. And, and just to, 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 to kind of shore this up, have you ever made a permanent choice based on a temporary emotion? Have you ever lost your temper when you probably shouldn't have? And a lot of times you end up making a decision that you regret. I, I, I don't know what you might regret. Maybe you regret somebody that you went out with and you wish that you had that to do over again. Maybe you regret the big purchase that you just made. Hey, I wish I hadn't done that. Maybe it was a move and you wish you hadn't a move. Or hey, a lot of us, what we regret is right after that moment when we say, hey, watch this. And then we do it, right? And then we immediately regret what we just did. I, I, I regret, let me share with you what I regret. I just here in the past four days or so, uh, my wife and I have been putting together an above-ground pool for our boys. And I'm going to be honest with you, for everybody watching today, I regret not paying the extra money to have somebody else put that together for me, okay? It was a pain, and it took forever. And I'm telling you, hours upon hours upon hours. But something that I could have really used some spiritual guidance for, but it wasn't there, right? Some of you right now, I believe you have a significant choice to make. You have something of importance that's coming up. And I don't know what it would be, but, but a lot of you have decisions that are very important and you need some divine direction. You need some guidance from above. And what's really interesting to me is that there's a lot today written about the challenge we have of making choices. This generation of people right now is having a more challenge, a, a, a more a difficult time committing and making decisions decisions as to the previous ones i mean if you don't know that's true after covid19 is lifted just ask somebody where do you want to go eat there's too many choices there's 20 different things just around here that we can choose from it's hard to choose and the biggest th theory that i have behind why it's so hard is that this generation has far more options than any other one in the past and what happens is many in this generation are afraid of making an imperfect choice so instead of making what may be an imperfect choice they make no no choice and no choice ends up becoming a much worse choice than making one that might not be perfect we need divine direction and today what i want to do is i want to unpack this question when it comes to god's will what does god care about 
I want to talk about that. What is God's will for me? What does he want for me to do? When it comes to his will, what does God care about? And what does he care about for this church? Not just us as an individual, not just us as a household, but maybe as an organization. What is God's will for us? What does God care about? The very first thing, if you're taking notes today, is this. Number one, God cares about the who way before what you do. When it comes to the will of God, God cares more about who you are than what you're going to do. God cares about who before do. As a matter of fact, the scripture tells us, and I hope and pray it's going to be on the screen for you today. This is what the scripture says about God's will. The Bible does not say God's will for me is to be an accountant. It never says anything like that. The Bible never says that God's will for my life is to be a missionary. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't say God's will for my life is to pastor a church. Here's what the Bible says about God's will. And if we look in his word and watch this screen, this is what it says. It says, God's will for you is to be holy. That's it. God's will for you is to be holy. What is God's will? God's will for you is to care about who you are and not about what you do. God's will for you is more about the who first than it is the do. God will for, uh, God's will for you is to be holy, to live a life where God looks down from heaven and says, well done. And as a matter of fact, the Greek word that, um, that, that is described here as the word holy is, is, is agios. And it means to be set apart. It means to be different. And if you know Jesus, you're not to look like this world. Be driven by the values of this world. Live for what this temporary world deems as important. You are to be conformed to the image of Christ. And in fact, when you look at Jesus and you look at his life and what he stood for, what's really interesting to me is Jesus never talks about people's careers. He never talks about somebody else's job. You're called to be this. You're called to be that. What does Jesus talk about? He talks about the who much more than what you do. Jesus doesn't talk about career. He talks about character. He doesn't talk about career. He talks about your calling. In fact, the only time Jesus brought up somebody's job was to say, Hey, I'm going to invite you to leave your job and to come with me. Because Jesus, the person, is even more important than anything that you're going to do. The who before the do. The question that people ask is, what does God want me to do? And a better question is this, and this is the one that I want us to answer today. Who does God want me to become? And if you'll start there, the truth is the who will lead you to the right do when you're becoming who God wants you to be. We have to concern ourselves with, am I living right? Am I doing right? What is God's will for my life? His will is for me to be holy. And everything else after that will line up the way it needs to because I have taken care of the first thing. Let me share this. Let me ask this question. Is it God's will that I'm a pastor? I can't see you today, but I'll just assume that you all agree that I have, um, that I have um, chosen a, a, a good job. But I'm going to argue that this is his secondary purpose for my life. 
His primary purpose is that I'm holy. His primary will is more about my character than it is my job. A pastor is what I do, but it's not who I am. I could be a pastor and be out of God's will if my heart is not right with God and my character is weakening. For example, if I preach a great message, but I'm abusive to my wife, I'm not in the will of God. If I preach a great message and I abuse my kids, I am not in the will of God. Why? Because who I am as a person is much greater than what I do. And I believe today that God would rather me do anything than be a pastor if I cannot be a pastor with character. God would rather me do anything with a pure heart before Him than to do something that appears spiritual and live with an ongoing, unconfessed sin in my life. You see, God is more concerned about who I am than what I do. You could be the best at your job. God might have even opened up the door for you. But if your character doesn't line up with the Word of God, then something inside isn't right. Who you are in Christ matters more to Him. Why? Because the who you are draws you to Him. The who you are allows you to to walk through open doors to reach people. Listen, your talent might have got you in the door, but your character will keep you there. We must be more concerned about who we are in Christ than what we do. So how does this apply to you? Sometimes we need a spiritual reset. Don't worry about what college you're going to attend, which person to date, who you should marry. Should I take that job? Do we move? Before you think about the things you're supposed to do, think about the one who you represent. Think about the who in the present. Instead of just saying, what do you want me to do in tomorrow? Who do you want me to become right now? And who you are in the present will direct you to what you will be tomorrow. Start with who? Divine direction. We're being conformed to the image of Christ. Step by step, we're walking after Him and becoming more like Him. What does God care about? What is God's will? God's will is to take care of who you are in Christ. The first step is to make sure that your relationship represents Him. And if it doesn't, I'm telling you, I am begging you, I'm coming to you this morning as somebody who loves you and wants to see God do the best in you. If your spiritual life isn't where it needs to be, then a spiritual reset needs to happen. And I believe during this COVID-19 right now, God is allowing an opportunity for churches to even have a spiritual reset, to get back to doing the things that matter, to stop getting all of the fluff stuff that just doesn't have purpose just because it sounds good, just because it looks good. Those things aren't needed. What we need is to reach people for Jesus Christ. What we need is to share the gospel. What we need is to preach Him. What we need is a people who love Christ. So the first thing you got to do to know God's will for you, to know God's will for your church, is to understand that the who comes before the do. Number two, if you're taking notes today, I want you to understand that God's will is why before what? Why before what? Motives matter to the heart of God. As a matter of fact, Scripture says it this way in the end of the book of Proverbs. It says, Proverbs chapter 16, people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. In other words, we have the unbelievable 
Um, we, we have the ability to deceive ourselves. The heart is deceitful above all things. That's what the scripture says. You may think everything you do is right, but the Lord judges your motives because motives matter to God. In fact, there's an old saying that there's two reasons why everybody does something. It's there's the real reason and then the reason that we, uh, that, that, that we actually tell people, okay? And we joke about it, but the reality is it's true and that motives matter to God. Let me give you... A short example here, I've got some amazing kids, okay? I've got a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and I have a two-year-old. And the two-year-old has me wrapped around her hand. I'll do whatever she wants me to, 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 to do. That's just when she says, and I'm about to explain it, okay? I've got this one child, Eliza Grace, that knows exactly how to get what she wants. It's like a spiritual gift, it's like, and I mean it, okay? And it's a joke, but I mean every word of it. She knows how to get me. She says, Daddy, I love you so much. She says, Daddy, can I snuggle with you? And she's learned this new one that I don't know where she learned it from, but just this past week, she said, Daddy, you're my best friend. And she says things like that, and, and then she'll look at Megan, and with all power in her words, she'll say, it's not your daddy, it's my daddy. And so those things get me. And so what does she do after that? She hands me her cup and says, milk, please. And of course, I get up right from where I am, and I go and I get her milk because that's what my little girl wants. Motives matter to God. They matter to me too, but she's too cute to turn her down, and she knows it. But motives matter. You see, anytime I pray the prayer found in Psalm, we've talked about it before just in this room, that says, search my heart, O God. See if there's anything in me that's not right. Lead me in the way of everlasting. You see, it's scary to me and, and to, to, uh, how often my motives are impure. It takes the time to just be really honest before God, and it's horrifying to me how often my motives are me-centered than Christ. It's about what I want. You see, here's the problem. It's almost impossible to get to the right place when you have the wrong motives. It's almost impossible to end up in the right destination when you start with the wrong why. You see, the why matters to God so much. Examine your motives this morning. What is God's will? What does God want me to do? What's the motive behind it? What's the motive? The why before the what? Paul said it so power, so so powerfully. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? This is this is what Paul said. Um, Colossians chapter three. It says, "And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, what's it say? Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus." And whatever you do, whether you're an entry-level worker or you run a company, whether you're in school or you're the teacher of the class, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, what are we to do? We are to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, that's your why right there. If, if your motive is anything other than that right there, then your motives are in the wrong place. Our motive should be because I am serving Christ. Let me tell you something, church. Wherever you live, serve Him there whoever you date serve him there why because you're praying for your child you are discipling your child it might be a difficult season that you're in right now but do it with the right motives know why you do what you do know your why you may say i'm just a student but i've got aspirations one day 
I'm going to do something big. Let me tell you something. Praise God, that's great. But be trustworthy when you're doing something small long before you expect something big. Serve Jesus right where you are right now. You might say, one day I'm going to be a missionary overseas. Well, by God, that's amazing. That's awesome. Well, what he wants you to do is to be a missionary in your math class first. Be faithful where you are, wherever you are. Instead of saying, what's that big thing, God, you have for me out there? I want it right now. And let me know the what. I want to know what it is you want me to do, God. I'm waiting. I'm sitting here. I'm praying. What is it you want me to do? Instead of knowing the what, I, I, I implore you today to serve him and know your why. Serve Jesus. Because when you serve Jesus right where you are, it helps you get to the right there. When you serve Jesus right here, it helps you get to right there. You see, this is a big mistake. People look at someone who's successful and they think they must have made a, a few really big decisions in their life that helped them become successful. You see, there, that's not the way. There are thousands of daily choices. You see, someone who's making a difference for God, there are countless decisions of denying self, dying to self day after day. They know the who before the do. Know who you are and whose you are. You have to understand your why before what. When we get those things right, God leads us step by step into the right places. God is calling you. God's will is who and why we get so caught up in this season of ministry that we feel like we've got to be the next big thing the church down the street's got this so we got to do it too let me tell you something know who you are know who you are you see, sometimes when things aren't working right, when things don't seem right, we need a spiritual reset button because sin, and we, we need to get back on track. And some of us today need to realize that a reset is not a setback. A reset is a launching pad for something greater. A reset is getting back to where God wants me to be. That's what a reset is. You see so many people, what does God want me to do? I've asked the question, what does God want for this church? Instead of worrying about your what, worrying about your why. Who does God want me to become? And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all for the name of the Lord Jesus. This is your why. The why you do what you do is because of a God who sent his son to die on a cross to prevent you from having to do the same. The why is because he showed me grace when I didn't deserve it. So I'm going to go show somebody else grace. The why is much more important than my what. The what will come if you know and understand your why. This is our why. I'm going to throw them out right now. We've got ten people in, the, in this room right, right here who are doing the best job that they can to provide the best stream possible. They understand that there's probably something else they would rather be, be, be you know, at, rather be, be, be doing right now. But I'm telling you, they understand their why. 
They know why they do what they do. They understand the why is to preach the message through song, through offering and word, hoping and praying that our why becomes your why. And maybe, just maybe, your what changes because you see the why. I hope I'm making sense right now. I do this not for the money. I do, I do this because I love people, because I don't want to see them hurt. This, the why of this line of work is what makes my wife and I sit down and make hard choices, make the sacrifices that we need the private pain that nobody knows about because in the end we know it's worth it my what will come as long as my why is pure I want you to think for just a moment about Christ just imagine Jesus right now think about what he endured the pain the people that he came to love who hated him Killed him, tortured him. He didn't even look like a human being. How do you think he endured that? Why do you think he didn't call angels from heaven to stop it all? How did he do what he did? He knew who he was. He knew why he came. Who was he? The son of God. God in the flesh here to make you free and give you a new life. Why did he come? Not to be served. God in the flesh came to serve others. He came to give his life as a ransom for many. How did he do what he did? He knew who he was and he knew why he came. You see, as I close this out today, when you want to do something big tomorrow, be who God has called you to be today. Do something small today because when you're trustworthy with a little, guess what happens? God will trust you with much. I want you to remember for some of you, God's will for you is more of a someone than a something. It's a someone now rather than a something later. It's a person. I, you might say, I want this calling. I want a calling of my life. Here's your calling. Love people. Well, I want a platform to do this. Okay, well, first serve others. Serve. Love. Be an example of Jesus. I think for a lot of us, during this season, God has kind of put a pause button on everything. And really caused us to stop and reflect on who we are and why we do what we do. In this season that I've been in, and I'm going to go off script here, of not having anybody in here. You see, sometimes as a, um, a, as a preacher, it helps you get going when you hear other people respond. Can you share the love of Jesus just as strongly when there's nobody here? Can you be as passionate about the love of God when you've got five people in the room that you're talking to this season that we're in it's caused us to look at what's really important in life my wife, my children my church the extra stuff doesn't matter the fluff doesn't matter what matters is me and God and those people that I surround myself with What is God's will for my life? What are you trying to teach us in this moment? God, what is your spirit trying to say? 
know who you are. Do you know who you are? Do you know whose you are? Do you know that you're a child of God? Do you know that you were made perfect in His image? Do you know that there's nothing that you have to fear? Do you know that when you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't have to, you, you don't have to look and say, I don't like that because God made you perfect. Do you know who you are? And do you know why? Do you know your why? You see, when you look at the teachings of Jesus, there's not much about career. It's about people. The greatest command, love God and love people. That's a reflection of who we are. Here's the power. When you get the who right, you do more. When you get the why right, the what has more power. I want to say that again because I want you to get this. When you get the who you are right, you do more for him. When you get the why you do what you do right, the what you do has more power. Instead of obsessing with what's out there, be faithful with what you have. Man plans his purposes, but God directs his steps. Every single day. Every single day. God, it's all about you. I don't want you to miss this because these two big thoughts, everything leads to this moment right here. If you are becoming the right who, God will help you choose the right do. And if you're driven by the right why, God will lead you to the right what. Don't worry about your do and don't worry about your what until you first taking care of who and why. And I want to pray for you today. Like me, you might be out there and said, Pastor, I need a spiritual reset. You might be out there today and you say, I'm praying for my church that we have a spiritual reset. 